Christian Joknik, uh, co-founder of uh, Juntos Ibiza. Right now we're standing in uh, Santa Ines de Corona and it's called Corona because it's uh, surrounded by hills which form a crown around this plain and on this plain is an old, old uh, extensive almond plantation divided in about 100 uh, small plots that is owned by the neighbors in this this area and um, and yeah it's a very special place because every february these almonds blossom and it just creates like a carpet of white beautiful flowers so it's a very special place on ibiza and thousands of people come here for the blossoming every year what was the reason that you decided to come and, and start the work that you do do in Ibiza? First of all, I love Ibiza. <laughs> so I've always looked for an excuse to spend more time here. Uh, and I explored many different uh, things to do on this island. Uh, but um, when I became father, I started to think more long term. And in parallel to that, I had some very profound experiences in nature, really reconnecting with nature. And, and that's when, you know, really starting to, to think about uh, life and thinking about society and thinking about nature and really uh, arriving at a point where, you know, uh, feeling that we need to apply ourselves to find better solutions to be in harmony with with nature and the ecosystem that sustains our life and and that's really the underlying driving force for this this project for me what you know why do you think it's so important for ibiza to have a regenerative community so I, I don't think it's important for Ibiza, it's important for the world. I mean, uh, basically after uh, the Second World War, uh, uh, there was something called the Marshall Plan, uh, which, um, you know, US and Europe, uh, very much led by the US, reinvested to rebuild Europe. And uh, as part of that, they rolled out an industrialization uh, of agriculture and you know, I, th- I really think they did it with the best intentions of mine. After two world wars and many famines and lots of poverty and starvation, they wanted to ensure food security and uh, thought that, you know, uh, the scale potential of industry would uh, would offer those solutions. What we've seen now, uh, 50, 70 years down the road, is that the way we cultivate the lands today is, is, is really a... Uh, process that depletes the health of the soil and and when we deplete the health of the soil we reduce its capacity to capture water uh, and um, that has a big impact on our groundwater uh, levels uh, and this is obviously the water that we use to live and feed ourselves uh, but it also affects um, you know green cover which is the basis for insect populations and um, you know there is this famous uh, uh, uh fact that uh, you know you take all the humans away from planet earth and then nature will flourish you take all the insects away and the ecosystems will con- collapse the 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 um, 
the 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 insect populations is really the the engine of the ecosystems and uh, you know when you start seeing insect population decline you start to see bird life decline and it's really like a cascade of effects uh, that that uh, takes away you know the system that feeds us and keeps us alive so this is essential not just for ibiza but for you know the whole um, you know western civilization and 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 the global population of human beings i mean the world will go on <laughs> nature will go on it's just that we won't be part of it mm. if we don't change our ways i mean obviously uh, as someone who's not actually from ibiza i mean why why does it feel i know you say it's important for the world but specifically there must be a reason why you feel passionate about you know doing the work that you do do on an island like this with the history that it's had and the influx of tourism so i think ibiza is in a, a very unique position to to achieve a few things uh, and and contribute a few things to this movement and that is you know ibiza is a very special place with a lot of spirit and a lot of positive energy and i think you know um if we're going to uh, uh, make this change we need to come not from a position of fear and like if we don't do this we're all going to die we need to do this from a position of attraction of like this is not just for our survival it's just the right thing to do it's 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 fun and it's wholesome and it's engaging and it's the obvious thing to do you know we can cultivate our lands in a different way and we can get all the things that we need in harmony with nature uh, in a way that restores our insect populations that in a way that brings back butterflies and birds and wildlife and and you know it's it's uh, and we can do it in a way that is fun and engaging and this is you know really where i think ibiza can be uh, a place where which inspires and shows how you know a farm doesn't just have to be a farm a farm can be a place where a community comes together where you share food where you share music uh, where you enjoy nature uh, and uh, ibiza is very unique in that you know it receives 4 million tourists every year and this tourist spends on average 100 euros a day and that's without accommodation so it's people that um, you know can afford to pay for what they believe is the right thing and we also attract a lot of people here on Ibiza that are trying to find different ways to live you know we see a lot of yoga we see a lot of you know alternative diets we see a lot of you know meditation and a lot of kind of self work and there's a lot of people here that also try to think about you know how we can live well together and i think these are the steps you know we need to take care of ourselves we need to take care of each other we need to take care of nature and there's a lot of people that you know have that perspective when they come here to ibiza so it's fertile ground both in terms of the land of ibiza which is been left um, untouched because when industrialization of agriculture kicked off the tourism on ibiza also took off and 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 because the it's a small island and very small plots you didn't really receive the benefits of scale that industrial agriculture offered uh, and um, and the tourism industry was so attractive so 
the land on Ibiza has been left dormant for good or for bad. It has some negative consequences, but the, the, the soil is incredible and it's very fertile. So it's, it's, it's a perfect place to start a movement like this and uh, and I think the, the, the people of Ibiza are fertile and the people who comes to Ibiza are fertile for this type of message and this type of movement so I think Ibiza can really be like a lighthouse and a beacon I think that's the perfect, yeah, the perfect uh, illustration of what Ibiza can be. And, you know, there's a lot of doom talk about the climate, but I think essentially, you know, there's a lot of positivity and a lot of amazing work and a lot of beautiful community that seems to be happening on the island. I mean, you say that Juntos is a, a project aiming to leave a meaningful footprint on the fla- on the planet in the way that we connect to each other and to the earth. How do you, How did you personally set about doing that from the moment that you arrived? Um, so um, uh, um, s- s- someone <laughs> that uh, inspired me a lot. Uh, her name is Astrid Vargas, uh, and and s- she's a conservationist. Uh, and sh- she really taught me that uh, you know when you arrive somewhere uh, new, you know try to really connect with the local community and don't just arrive and tell them what to do, but really try to understand and 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 get to know them. And this is. Something that we've uh, really tried to do is to 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 establish relationship to everyone in this ecosystem and slowly try to understand of how we can work together. And this is also, you know, one of the reasons why we're called Juntos is is, you know, this is not a project of us trying to create the best thing for us, but this is like how can we be a part of a community both a local community and an international community here on the island to create solutions together and 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 i don't know if i really answered your question there but it's fine <laughs> i mean in your opinion what you know why is it so important for Ibiza specifically to be focusing on sustainability and and the regeneration of of the soil here uh, well, again, I think it's important everywhere, <laughs> but I think especially on a small island like this, you know, we're cut off from the mainland. Uh, we are dependent on uh, ships arriving with food every single day. Um, and, you know, we take our supply chain f- for granted. But, you know, I think what we've seen now with COVID and, and with the with the with what's unfolding in Ukraine, you know, we cannot take everything for granted. And, um, you know, it's important that we start to uh, ensure that we are self-sustainable on this island. And so that's on one level. But I also believe that this, you know, has a great value to be in harmony with the local ecosystem where you live you know um, uh, to eat uh, 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 the produce of the land that you live my conviction is that it has tremendous health benefits so I, I do think that it's makes a lot of sense for us to 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 invest in our local food production because I think it's going to bring a lot of meaning and joy and purpose into our lives. I think it's going to bring a lot of health into our physical life and I think it's going to give us uh, a lot of resilience for the future um, uh, uh, to not be dependent on uh, you know diesel powered ferries to bring us you know things that should be able to come from the 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 land that we live 
No, totally. And, and you know, what you've obviously got this beautiful almond project that we're kind of standing uh, in amongst in the field here where uh, it's just, you know, unbelievable abundance all around us. We're almost waist high in grass. Tell us like a little bit about this, this project specifically and what made you want to, to get involved by regenerating the almond blossoms of, uh, of Santa Agnes. So, I mean, actually, um, um, I came here... Uh, uh, for a holiday in the winter and then googled you know what to do in the winter in Ibiza and then this kind of almond blossoming in Santa Ines came up and I just saw this picture with this almond blossoming and just were it just touched me touched my heart and 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 I came here and I saw it and and then um uh, my father was visiting and we had a lovely dinner with Sandra from the IPF and then he got very excited and wanted to support IPF with something and then I asked her to propose three projects that we could support and one of these projects was a test plantation between the Conseil and the local neighborhood association uh, for, a, for a test plantation of almonds here and that just uh, you know felt like a natural project for us to support so we supported that and then uh, a couple of years later when we bought our first farm in 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 San Mateo uh, we put a team together to decide what was the best uh, uh, farm plan for regenerative farm plan for that land and obviously in my heart I was hoping like almonds 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 but I also didn't want to impose myself on the process so we had an amazing advisor from the mainland who's really deeply knowledgeable about regenerative uh, 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 agriculture and we had our local agricultural engineer we had our farm manager and we had a creative process about what would be the best thing to plant and 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 we landed on almonds and and really almonds um uh, i think uh, uh, first of all it 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 ticks two very important boxes on ibiza on ibiza we have uh, you know scarcity of water so we don't re- receive a lot of rain it's hard to believe this spring where we've had an abundance of rain let's see maybe this is a new normal but of the last 50 60 years we have not received more than 400 milliliters of rain so that uh, is is a scarcity that we need to kind of uh, 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 work within and uh, and we also have a lot of humidity that creates a lot of fungus um, so you need um, trees that can deal with these two conditions and almonds actually tick both of these boxes very well uh, uh, and there, there's some misconceptions about almonds and water everyone's like well what california is having devastating drought because of the almond plantations and it's true but there's many different ways to plant almonds you know you you can choose to plant them with one or two meters in between or you can choose to plant them with seven meters in between and if you plant them with with more separation there's more less competition for the water that is in the soils to begin with and then yes you can irrigate them you can give them water and you will get maybe four times the the, the production. Um, uh, but if you compare that to like a tropical fruit like a mango, it will not survive without water. So uh, so an almond tree for us is, is a great base on Ibiza. And, and we plant them with seven meters in between. Um, and instead of irrigating them we are trying to and and maximize the yield of the almonds we are trying to maximize the yield of the land and the system so so we are accepting that we won't get as much almonds as we would if we did intense cultivation and and heavy irrigation uh, uh, 
instead we're letting them be rain fed and then we are using intercropping so using the boundaries of the land to 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 plant aromatics and artichokes for example and then we're using the aisles in between the almond trees to 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 plant um, uh, cereal grains and legumes like lentils and chickpeas and then obviously integrating bees with honey and then you know trying to maximize the totality of the of the land rather than maximize the totality of the almond uh, plantation so this is really what a regenerative system is all about going from you know we used to be small scale and diversified then we became large scale and focused monoculture and and um, and and now we need to go back to small scale and diversified because you know it's a bit like the internet <laughs> you know like if you only have one database on the internet it's going to be very boring internet flourishes when you have many many sources of data that plugs in and creates a, a hole that is uh, uh, dynamic uh, and the same thing with nature when you when you get diversity in nature it 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 um, it feeds each other and strengthens each other and and this is really what a regenerative system is all about so uh, we integrate you know obviously bees for pollination then as as described extensive farming with with uh, with almonds and intercropping and then the next step for us is to introduce livestock like chickens and sheep in between the almonds and then you start to get like the full package of the system uh, uh, we believe would will give us enough uh, economic value to justify the investments and the time and the effort. Mm. I mean, talk to us specifically about one of the regenerative practices that you're going to be using, which is biochar, because I think a lot of people would love to know. I think at the beginning, <coughs> to, to begin at the beginning, like what what is biochar? So, so, so biochar is basically charcoal or carbon. Uh, carbon as they call it in 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 spanish Uh, but it's um, basically you take wood and you burn it at a very high temperature and then you put water onto it uh, to stop the the burn process and then you create a very specific type of carbon that is um, and this is an ancient technique from the from latin america called terra, uh, terra preta and and what you end up with is 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 charcoal uh, that you then grind and then you put it into the ground and 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 basically what it does is it it acts like a sponge uh, so it 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 collects and stores nutrients and water so if you look at Ibiza we have very abundant winters with lots of rain and then we have very uh, uh, dry and and harsh summers and 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 what uh, you know our conviction and we think that the data that is coming out is supporting this assumption is that uh, 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 biochar can help to balance you know uh, this by storing the water and the nutrients from the winter and giving access to the roots of the plants in the in the summer to feed in the in the, in the periods of drought so we think that this will be an an incredible tool to 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 support the cultivation and I know you're going to speak with Christer and he's already done a lot of trials with with farmers in Mallorca with with tremendous results and we think this is going to continue to become more and more popular uh, and uh, What it enables also is to bring back forest industry to Ibiza. And and, and, and we think that this is a great tool in a regenerative system because the forest 
really thrives when it's managed. Uh, you know, uh, the more, you know, first you cut it back, but then it grows back. And when it grows back, it binds carbon from the air. And then when you manage the forest and you, and, and, and you clean and you prune the forest, you get the biomass and then you put the biomass through this biochar uh, 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 incineration process and, and, and we've been doing it with you know basically oil barrels uh, but now they are developing machines where it's a contained system so that burn process before you put the water on that produces heat and and uh, uh, and this heat can then be turned into um, uh, <coughs> heating and refrigeration uh, and and then so you get really three uh, <laughs> three outcomes from this process or four outcomes for this process one is that um, you know you 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 um, uh, you you take this carbon you fix it you put it in the ground and it's stored there for a thousand years and the second thing is you get heat and energy from from the process and then you get uh, the beneficial effects of the carbon in the soil and what it does is that it also creates an incentive for us to start managing the forest and managing the forest is two main reasons why we need to do it is one is to manage the forest for fire security right now you know we're basically living in a very uh, uh, delicate spot you know our forests are very very dense and very very dry in the summers and we've been spared from forest fires for many years now but there's nothing saying that this will you know we will be this lucky every time so we can increase our safety by managing the forest and the second thing is 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 about letting the forest flourish and 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 be as effective as it can in capturing carbon so that's biochar in a nutshell. <laughs> My mind is kind of blown. So you're actually making the biochar actually yourselves? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, uh, ultimately we want to make it ourselves. We received some support from uh, from Christer in Mallorca. So uh, that's not very regenerative to ship biochar from Mallorca. But, you know, we wanted to use it for our uh, almond plantation to see how, how it works. Um, and ultimately what we are now looking into is to have you know a fixed biochar operation here on Ibiza and to combine the biochar with compost so that we can you know create a high quality soil products for gardens and farmers on on the island and you say like the data supports you know what you suspected would happen but what's the data actually showing you so uh, what the data is 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 showing us and i mean it's it's still early days um but it what we see is that we get more resilient uh, um, plantations and we get um, a much uh, um, you know we see bigger yields so bigger carrots trees that grow faster grow stronger grows bigger it's it kind of boosts uh, the the organic process um and you know not much research has been done on this subject it's all kind of uh, uh, trial and error and i think uh, christer is probably one of those who have done the most work and for the longest time been been doing so-called like a b testing doing very uh, identical plantations one with biochar one without biochar and and so far what we see is very very encouraging 
If it's such an ancient technique, why is you know why is this such? It feels like kind of like a new thing on Ibiza. Um, uh, well, it, it, we've lost a lot of ancient techniques um, uh, in our society and we, I think we got a little bit carried away by our mind and our creative uh, capacity as human beings. But the truth is that you know, our, our, our technology, the technology of human beings is very, very, very basic. Even the most sophisticated technology of human beings is very basic technology compared to the technology of nature. If you just take like um, uh, internet sends ones and zeros uh, anywhere in the world I and mean, can be converted to pictures and texts and videos and isn't it amazing yeah but mycelium in the ground can send nutrients between plants and bushes and trees and the sophistication of transferring new nutrients versus transferring ones and zeros is just it's a technology that we really struggle to comprehend and take the technology of a seed a seed contains thousands if not hundreds of thousands of years of information that is stored in this little seed and you put it in the ground and you add some water and it creates life it's just such a sophisticated technology that you know our technology is not even you know we we fiddle around with 3d printing and are amazed but you know the technology of nature is really really sophisticated and uh, I think sometimes we get carried away with our our own technology and we think that you know engineering is going to give us our problems but actually there's a lot of very basic techniques from the past that we've left behind and now it's about re- rediscovering them and and some of these techniques are 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 belong in kind of like the technique of biochar and terra preta belongs in 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 the amazon region so this is something that we are starting to realize the benefits of that technique in our uh, local environment um, and i think we're going to discover more and more things and i think one of the big uh, movements that we see here on ibiza is obviously kind of uh, um, uh, plant medicines and indigenous cultures there we have a lot of techniques as well about how to come together how to you know create spaces for ourselves to heal and reconnect to ourselves reconnect to each other reconnect with nature these are very basic things but that are very very influential once we we master the ability to be silent with ourselves to be together to set intentions uh, you know, it sounds almost silly, but, you know, the compounding effects when many people uh, implement these ancient techniques can have a huge impact on the well-being of society. So I think now it's a time of rediscovering these ancient techniques and, and reassessing them and try to introduce the ones that, that make sense into our society, not just into our agriculture, but into our cultures again. What do you think the future, once we've started cultivating our own biochar and Ibiza, could be for the island? No, I think, uh, you know, for me, the future is, is, is really about starting to get healthy forests, starting to get healthy fields, starting to get healthy insect populations, butterfly populations, bird populations, increasing the capacity of our souls, so, soils to capture and store water but that also trickles down into the groundwater and if that's done 
over extended period of time it slowly slowly restores the aquifers and when the aquifers restore they overflow and then maybe you know we can see here in the future with beautiful forests beautiful natures waterfalls rivers you know really sky's the limit you know when you look in the in the in the past we used to have flowing rivers on Ibiza we used to have waterfalls on Ibiza I think we can grow f go from a very dry climate to a much more balanced and 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 and, and uh, uh, wet and rich and lush island so I, I, I'm very excited to see what the compounding effects of 10, 20, 30 years of this uh, this type of work will have on the island and I think we can only kind of speculate how, how beautiful and abundant it will become mm. what, what, you know, what else are you working with because this isn't your only kind of regenerative uh, project that you've got happening here on Ibiza what, what other processes are you implementing no I mean it's, it's really about um, at the end of the day it's about creating value for these type of agricultural practices and <clears throat> and we need to create value all across the value chain so and 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 it really it starts with the seed but it's also on the other side of it it's about creating conscious demand and you know uh, 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 creating awareness amongst people about what what's the real benefit of 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 choosing regenerative organic products uh, and also educating people about hey, it's worth paying for. And right now the governments are not subsidizing it. They're subsidizing the alternative. So we need to show what we want and we can show with you know, how we spend our money. So I, I, I really hope that here on Ibiza we can, we can start creating these environments that educate people on this. So, so we're trying to, to really be... Uh, a leader in the regenerative movement and uh, and this is about connecting all the projects and all the people that are passionate about that and 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 together with the Bisa produce and IPF we set up something called um, you know the regenerative community if you like we have a whatsapp group and and we meet, meet monthly to to really galvanize this movement um, we're also working together with the different association and cooperatives to understand you know how can we create infrastructure that we need to 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 improve this uh, to to improve um um, the conditions for farmers because it's like today if you if you think about seedlings for example you know we we send our seeds to the mainland they create the seedlings and they send them back on a ferry you know this is just absurd <laughs> and uh, and if you look at uh, for example uh, processing for grain you know we have very very poor infrastructure for grain processing on Ibiza uh, um, uh, first the harvesting just having enough combine harvesters that is ready and available when the time is right to harvest and then having the processing facilities just to kind of clean and separate the seeds from the grain from the from the from the um, uh, leftovers that can be used for animal feed uh, and then uh, to have the mills and the processing facilities to make bread and and to make pastries and whatever we want to make with it or almond milk or almond butter so this is something where we are working with the local community to how to understand like okay what are the kind of infrastructure investments that are needed 
And then looking at the distribution, like how can we coordinate ourselves better and make sure that we can be a better counterparty towards the market. And this is really important. Like we need to create the market. And we need to create the market at, at the top of the market so that there's, you know, margins and 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 uh, and and uh, an ability for farmers to make money. So so to. Uh, understand how to create demand and how to uh, coordinate distribution and then education is something we need to keep working on and 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 to uh, work with all the members of the community to 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 help creating workshops and 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 field visits so people can come and see and learn and and start communicating and sharing best practices uh, and then one thing I'm very excited about is to 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 start to honor the cycles that governs our life: the solstices, the equinoxes, the harvesting, the flowerings, and and to, to start celebrating these moments. And uh, this is what we used to do in the past, and and it's really important. Something happens when we we, we reconnect with these cycles. Uh, it brings a lot of uh, meaning and purpose into our year and our calendar. It's something to look forward to. It also brings attention to seasonality of crops and veggies, and and I think it will, you know, help to boost demand, but also to boost community and boost well-being. And yeah, so on 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 all of these different topics, uh, we try to 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 find the right. Some of these things. Juntos can take the initiative and take the lead on, and other things, other uh, uh, other organizations or projects can be better positioned to do. And some things are great to do in association and collaboration. and And it's it's like an exploratory journey where we all need to kind of engage with each other and take the time to figure out what are the best solutions to drive all of these things. How, how do you feel like all of this hard work that you're putting in, which sounds like, a, you know, you've got your fingers in quite a lot of regenerational pies, so to speak. But, you know, what do you feel like, you know, how much work is to be done to kind of really, you know, put back in terms of the fact that, you know, you and I are not from here and there's a lot of people that come in here every summer. You know, how can we kind of get the, the land to work for us to kind of offset this kind of climate change story that we're, we're basically still kind of stuck in? Well, I mean, I I I think uh, it's like with anything, any overwhelming challenge, you need to break it down into small, uh, small partial victories. We cannot solve climate change overnight. We cannot someone that is uh, you know uh, depressed, for example. It's never one reason why you are depressed. It's typically a combination of things that create stress and, and, and uncertainty. And you just not, you need to start breaking things down into small, small, actionable steps. And I think, you know, small things that we can do is to try to seek out local produce, organic, regenerative produce, support that, figure out which restaurants are committed to this, go to those restaurants, support them, um, uh, also try to um, I think uh, one of the most kind of nourishing things is composting once you start to compost and you start to separate your waste and you realize oh my waste doesn't stink anymore <laughs> just that that's such a rewarding thing and to, to you know um, try to reduce consumption try to eat locally you know is it, do we really need to eat you know any food any time of the year can we just 
try to figure out like what is seasonal right now and try to eat local seasonal food i mean that's where it starts and um, and then to just commit to that path and the journey and and to say look i want to be in harmony with my local ecosystem and the local community and if you set that as an intention then the 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 steps will present themselves Mm. well lastly what would be your kind of um advice to somebody who's maybe thinking about coming and getting a piece of land here and dreaming of you know creating their own project of of this kind of nature um yeah (laughs) i mean look uh, we are still early days in 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 kind of um, in this process, I think it will become easier and easier to 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 realize these visions. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it, We're it's, almost done, uh, I promise. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it, this is a tricky one because, you know, w- we used to have this shared infrastructure that enabled small scale diversified producers to to operate because we supported each other, and there was the local olive press, and there was the local mill, and. You know, someone had this harvesting tool and another one had this planting tool and then we could all share it. And today it doesn't really work like that. So when you want to start small scale, you need to buy all the equipment and buy all the tools and you need to make all your seedlings. You need to make your own compost. You need to uh, set up your washing station and then you need to find a place to sell it. And, you know, the truth is that it's it's quite challenging. Um, and this is what we need to kind of collectively uh, recreate. Um uh, I definitely think that anyone that get access to a land, um, you know, a very good place to start is to plant some trees. You know, trees are uh, relatively low maintenance and something that can be, um, you know, a vegetable garden, for example. It, it requires a lot of work and it requires a lot of attention. And uh, uh, if, if that's a passion and that's in your heart, go for it. It's amazing. Uh, but it's also something that requires a lot of work. But to plant some trees is a good start. You know, they need one year pruning, one year, <laughs> once a year pruning, once a year uh, harvesting. Uh, and then you also need to pay attention if there's, you know, any bugs or any disease or any sickness. You need to make sure that, you know, you you manage the 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 the, the green cover around so there's not too much competition for the tree in the early years. And then you can. Um, plant um, uh, perennials you know like rosemary or artichokes and saffron things that you know uh, um, harvest once a year and you don't need to replant it these are kind of like low low uh, (laughs) low maintenance i think chickens is a great starting point as well just have a few chickens then you can bring your compost to the chickens you don't have to plug into you don't have to create a big composting station so small things like that and 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 if you really are passionate about this and want to do a project you should reach out to jess and the land bank uh up uh, is the uh, association of organic producers and um, um jess is um runs a project that is part of APAF called the Bank de Terres, the land bank, and they um, are working with local landowners and people that want to do projects. So this is really where 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 I would direct them. Jess is a wonderful person with lots of knowledge and and, and a huge passion for this and and this is the right starting point. <clears throat> 
And last, this really is the last question. No, no, no it's okay. <laughs> what, 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 you know, if you had a kind of a dream vision of, of Ibiza in the future, maybe 10 or 20 years from now, like what, you know, what would it look like in terms of the farming community, in terms of the land, in terms of the story of the island being kind of regenerated also? No, I, I, I hope that, uh, you know, in uh, in the future we will be self-sustainable you know we can uh, feed ourselves with what grows on the island uh, we can build our houses with uh, what's produced on the island we can uh, wear clothes that are being produced on the island uh, that we have uh, you know very strong communities that come together often and celebrate with you know kids and dogs and you know grandparents and kids and you know and an abundance of these celebrations and gatherings and really reconnecting to the way we used to live where we honored the seasons and we all honored uh honored the the the, the communities that we're part of and uh, and where we all live you know in harmony peaceful uh, and in 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 with with the with a great uh, connection to to land and and the ecosystem that we're part of. Mm. This I hope would be a, a beautiful part of the of the future, and I, I really hope that it's not about Ibiza being something special that everyone in the world wants to come to. I I hope that Ibiza can be this place that can inspire people to 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 do this type of work. Um, wherever they live or wherever they come from. And I think this is what's so unique about Ibiza is that, you know, if you go out a few hours outside of London to do something that is, you know, really exciting, it's hard because, you know, most of the artists and most of the musicians and most of the chefs and most of the bartenders and, you know, they all kind of get sucked into the cities. Mm. And what you're left with in the in the rural uh, countrysides is, is very hard. But here we have it all. We, 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 we have all of that. So we can really show how, you know, agriculture and culture can really come back. You know, it, it used to be a time where, you know, we didn't work the land because it was a job and it was an industry. We just worked the land because it was something that we do. Uh, and we didn't go to a church and pray for a happy life and many kids and apologize for our sins. We, we used to pray on the land and we prayed for, you know, a, a, the, the superior forces to give us the conditions to live another year. And when that abundance arrived and the harvest arrived we celebrated but we celebrated as a community we celebrated for the heart we celebrated life uh, and with a context and purpose and meaning and and you know today you know agriculture is an industry there it's a place of production and you know religion is an industry and nightlife is an industry and of course if you go into nightlife and you have no context purpose and community you need to compensate and we compensate with alcohol we compensate with drugs and you know look i'm a very liberal person and i think everything that is here is a gift it's more about uh, uh, you know dosing and timing and yeah. and um, and i think um, you know hopefully we can have you know these really wholesome meaningful celebrations where people come together uh, with um, you know where you don't need that much you know um, and 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 but still you walk away feeling amazing and this is what I hope Ibiza can be you know something that sets a new trend of a more 
wholesome way of celebrating life. Mm. That sounds like a very good place to finish, Christian. Thank you so much for your time. Let's, uh, yeah, let's just keep holding on to that vision and yes. seeing what comes up. Yes, thank you so much, and 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 always happy to talk about this topic. Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel